0: in the not-too-distant future, following the rapid succession of World Wars 3 and 4, plus the hidden horrors of secret World War 2. There's not much left. All that remains is a place where folks get together to read and discuss comic books. Sometimes they laugh, sometimes they argue, but they always record and upload their transmissions. You've found one of those transmissions today. Welcome to The Last Comic Shop.
1: Hey, hey! It is now time for a Last Comic Shop bonus show! That's right, kids out there in podcast land, you get a bonus episode of the most fantastic comic book related review program out on the market this week we're not doing comic book reviews that's right i'm a liar already and chad's gonna call me out on it i'm the host of the most andy larson that's chad smith the guy that keeps me honest my wonderful co-host we put the books down this week kids it's all tv shows that's what it's all about these days tv streaming stuff yeah that's right Nobody goes to movie theaters anymore, nobody picks up books anymore, everybody just goes out to these streaming services, subscribes for a little while, watches something, then unsubscribes. That's that big problem they all have, right? That's Are you subscribed? How about each They can't Max? sustain. And that's J.A. Scott, somebody that knows all about sustaining because, again, he's a co-host every single week on this program. And, uh, I, again, he's, he's one of those guys that was like, boy, i got to get my HBO Max subscription back just to watch Justice League this week because we're going to do a review. Was it worth it, J.A.? Did you actually cash in and watch some other stuff while you were on, on that HBO subscription? i did mostly because you get uh,
2: access to tcm so i was watching some classic movies did some capricorn one
0: isn't
1: that like poseidon adventure in space like it's all about like a like th- it's like apollo 13 before there was apollo 13 right
2: no no I, what are you thinking of uh this is the one where they fake <laughs> the moon landing they fake the mars landings
1: oh they fake, they fake
2: the landings the mars on mars and
0: then, uh-huh.
2: and then the uh, and there's a conspiracy and then the ship crashes on its way back to earth so they have to murder the astronauts
1: oh um, right, and, um, oh, right. you know what movie i'm thinking of it was uh what marooned <laughs> Or A.K.A. Space Travelers that they did on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, with Gene Hackman. What a maroon. But hey, speaking of moon landings, isn't that where Captain America lives now? (laughs) That's right. That's right. In addition to our Justice League review on today's uh, bonus episode of The Last Comic Shop, we're also going to talk a little bit about Falcon and Winter Soldier that had its first episode last week. And uh, real quickly, guys. What did you think, especially coming off the heels of WandaVision, did this still continue that ball rolling, that MCU ball rolling?
2: It was nice to see Batrock back, uh, the, the <laughs> Leaper from <laughs> the Winter Soldier movie and the Falcon scene to open up was quite cool because we didn't get that, obviously with uh, Scarlet Witches. Uh, WandaVision, that was much more sort of
1: slow-paced. and, and... I was going to say, too, with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I feel like that's the opposite of the Snyder Cut for me. Just because there's not a whole lot that happens. Yeah. With, with Marvel shows, they've built up so much goodwill for me through the years. I'm like, okay, I'll just watch Falcon. Talk to his sister on a boat. Since Marvel has gone through all the steps to establish the rapport with these characters, like I'm okay with the slow burn on the show for a little bit. I think it's going to be lots of fun right i I, see i was i was not impressed at all honestly i mean i you know i get that falcon had a really great action scene to start off that show but i mean for a story perspective it really didn't matter like it was just a way of pumping falcon's tires and making him look badass and it did like don't get me wrong it was awesome but, like, it didn't advance the plot very much. It didn't do much for me. And I, I felt like at the end of the day, to your point, Chad, about, like, all these little moments with, like, I don't know, Winter Soldier going out on a date and and Falcon going down and meeting up with his sister and trying to save the boat. Like, it had all the earmarks of a Netflix show, like the, the Netflix Marvel shows where you'd have those episodes where you're, like, Nothing really happened. Nothing's happening here. Like, I guess the only thing that really happened of interest was the fact that they went to Hydra Cap right at the end of the episode. John Walker, the U.S. agent, and say, yes, here he is, your new Captain America. Screw you, Sam Wilson. Thanks for giving us back the shield, you sucker. <laughs> See, I don't like him much like another movie we'll talk about in a little bit. Sometimes you got to slow things down and then speed things up and then slow things down and then speed things up. And at the end of the day, you might have like a four or five hour experience. It's just, okay. this one's broken up 45 minutes at a time. And it's a little bit easier for me to handle. The one question I did have for you guys is whether or not you liked the fact that they kept Falcon and Winter Soldier apart in this kind of first episode. Because I honestly thought from just everything that I saw on the on the commercials and everything, I thought that they would have gotten together a little bit earlier. I know it's kind of like a slow burn bringing them together, but I thought that they would be, I don't know, they'd be already that cop buddy. I think
2: you had to establish both characters where they were post End Game. So had you put them together right away, they wouldn't have been able to have any sort of individuality and difference. It would have suddenly gone to cop buddy. It's almost as if the release model could have been changed where they give you episodes one and two right away. Because I think in episode two, they'll come together. And then when you see it as a whole, like say if it was the Netflix where they just released the whole season, everyone would fly through episode one and probably watch episode two almost at the same time. But because they're doing it the week-to-week release model, everyone's going to have to wait.
1: And I do think, too, that since this is unlike WandaVision, where WandaVision was a much more emotional story, I feel like this is going to be more like an action-adventure-type experience. And so we'll get there, but it's just the pacing is going to be a little bit different. The one thing I wanted to mention before we, we got off of this one was it was nice to see other Avengers pop up. Like, I remember post the Avengers movie, there was Iron Man 3. And I'm like, where is everybody else? Yeah. And even in WandaVision, like, where are all the other Avengers? And then we had this opening scene where, like, Falcon's doing all this stuff. And it's like, where's War Machine? And then War Machine shows up in the next scene. That's right. still around. That universe is still, like, this feels more like universe building, I guess. Or, or the result of that built-up universe, even more so than some of the other Marvel stuff. Yeah, I think they missed an opportunity with that, with this particular show. I don't know. They could have thrown in Thunderbolt Ross. Like, that would have been a nice little cameo. I, I don't know. That's just me. Anytime you get Thunderbolt Ross coming onto the screen, it's kind of a little bit more sinister. And you're just like, uh oh, ulterior motives here going on with the government. And, and I just, I don't know. I. I would have liked to have seen them come together a little bit faster. I, I like the fact that they they did say you know during Winter Soldier's therapy sessions that Falcon had been trying to call him, and they're trying to be buddies and friends and pals. And I and I won't lie, I I liked Winter Soldier's story more. Uh, that's always interesting for me. Those kind of ageless immortals and they're trying to fit in in America, you know, the modern society. Yet they. <laughs> they want play, to play, hi, play hipster games at a bar that's so, like true. Battleship. He wanted to play Pinochle originally. And I was like, kudos to you, sir, because you're one of the few people that know what Pinochle is. Mm-hmm. But any case, the second episode comes out today. So make sure that you're checking that out on Disney plus. I don't think I have to plug that. I mean, you're probably already excited about it. But in case after this uh commercial break we'll be right back with more of the last comic shop we're going to be talking about DC's huge event that happened last week Justice League Zack Snyder's vision for what he wanted to do with the DC universe in all its glory or all its chaos, I don't know. We'll see right after these messages. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. All right, kids. Here it comes. You've been waiting the last comic shop podcast review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is one thing that I feel has divided fans everywhere. Like this movie, this thing, this Zack Snyder thing has divided so many comic book fans throughout time and space. That it's finally, once it came out... I, I I just felt like a weight just came off of my shoulders. I was just like, it's out there. You can watch it. You can say whether it's good or it's bad. Nobody can ever say that Zack Snyder didn't get his thing. And here we are on today's program about to review it. And uh, does anybody want to say who was in this movie? Because there was a lot of folks in this movie. Uh, Batflack, Cavill Superman, Ezra Flash... Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Uh, Ray Fisher, Cyborg. CGI as Steppenwolf. CGI as Darkseid. Who else? Who am I missing?
2: Amy Adams as Lois Lane gets actually some proper screen time. Ian uh, Lane shows up as Martian Manhunter. You got Jeremy
1: Irons as uh, Alfred basically doing everything. That was the most important Alfred I ever saw on screen. Because he was like i don't know tony stark and six other like mentor type characters all wrapped up into one like i would love to have alfred around because you don't really even need batman if you have alfred (laughs) batman's just the guy that puts on the suit alfred's the guy in the chair yeah he's a superhero just with all this groany stuff (laughs) but yeah i it's it had so many folks in this movie, and, and they just kept on bringing out more and more and more. Uh, I don't know. Slade was in this. Slade. I don't know. It, it, it just had everybody. And uh, the, really quickly, the Tencent Synopsis, uh, for those folks that didn't watch it, it was four hours about three boxes. Four <laughs> hours about three boxes, and only one of them mattered. Mm. Only one of them mattered. I'm sorry to say, because if you watch the movie, the first two are just MacGuffins. They're just to, like, ratchet up the tension, at least in my opinion. But basically, the one box that, like, the humans had, which is the box that they uh, resurrect Superman with, which was neat, I won't lie, that was super cool that they actually used a mother box like they did in the actual return of Superman uh, from the 90s. But that was really the only one that mattered. And for the fictitious Justice Leagues 2 and 3, can we not call Lois Lane her own sort of mother box?
2: Oh.
1: (laughs) Planted the (laughs) seeds, right? Oh! That's
2: awful! While we're on the the, uh, mother box thing, what I didn't get is like, you know, in Themyscira, you've got like the entire Amazon warrior race protecting this mother box, and then you go to Atlantis, and they've got like two dudes and amber heard (laughs) (laughs) those two dudes
1: were tough they went down like punks they lasted all
2: five seconds
1: no you know who the real punk was steppenwolf because every single time he'd actually get into a fight like he would just grab the mother box and zoom off and you never really got to see him get a get a good fight until the end and he got his comeuppance i was happy about that you and your antler head is the antler part of his head? Was it a hat? Yes. Was it I think it's I think it's a bony
2: protrusion. I think it's an antler, like a deer.
1: But, <laughs> so like was his balance off or anything? Like he seemed fine without it. Didn't seem like it hurt him. I wonder if like his whole race has them. And maybe they like rub them against trees to make sure they don't grow too long. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. It was very satisfying to see him get his comeuppance in the end. Just because I was, I thought he was a punk ass the whole movie. He just kept on running away. And then saying, ah, the Amazons are terrible. But I didn't really fight any of them. I thought he was tougher than Darkseid. Like, everybody's building Darkseid up to be this big old badass. All he does is get his butt kicked in this and stand around and be like, oh, I'm going to go and fight other people eventually. Remember no, the that time they th- kicked my butt? Oh. <laughs> the worst thing about Darkseid is he didn't get a veggie tray. Oh. I'm just going to say that out loud. <laughs> I would have loved for them to bring Mitch Gerard in and just say, hey, give him a veggie tray and just have that little scene where he's dunking the carrot sticks because that would have been great. The Double Dipper. But I added too much levity to this very somber proceeding that we got for four hours. And, and as my initial thought, I will say this I know that I just said some things about the Mother Box and I didn't think anything mattered in that, but I'm not going to be one of these folks that comes on this show and says that I hate the Snyderverse and I hate all the Zack Snyder movies. I really don't. I could take them or I leave them, they're not bad. And for this particular movie, I'm kind of conflicted because there were some good points. I liked some certain points, and I I didn't like some other points. Uh, But I'm going to save my comments for last because on this particular show, we actually have two guys that kind of have opposite opinions on things, and I'm going to let them talk. So we have J.A. that thought it wasn't bad in terms of Justice League. And then you got Chad... And he just thought it was, well, I thought it was four hours. <laughs> there you go. So, J.A., what was one really great thing that you liked about Justice League? I liked
2: that they developed characters that we hadn't seen in other movies better. So, uh, one thing that we talked about, I think, was how Marvel set up. You know their big Avenger crossover movies with all the individual movies. And they they played this long game and they had mapped it out and they set this all up where DC saw that and was like, let's just jump to the end as quick as we can. So we'll have one movie of Superman, we'll have one movie of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and then we're ready for our big Justice League movie even though we hadn't met The Flash yet, we hadn't met Cyborg yet. So... In the theatrical cut, you don't ever get to meet those characters that much. There's just not enough time with all the stuff they've got to put into place with just, you know, plotting out the story to get some really nice character beats on The Flash or on Cyborg and the Snyder cut. That I thought was done much better. And they shifted the focus of the movie. The movie, I think, the theatrical version was very much a Batman-Wonder Woman movie. You know, Batman and Wonder Woman bringing the team together, and the Snyder Cut is much less focused on just those two. It's more focused on the team. Cyborg is much more important, which I liked because I think he's really the
1: heart of this movie. Really I thought the flash was I mean that was the that was one of the best Parts for me that was one of my favorite parts Of this particular movie was The flash in general although again He wasn't the appropriate Flash and the fact that they still called him Barry Allen. This was Wally West Flash. Like this is the happy-go-lucky, young, up-and-coming superhero, and and that's really the Wally West version of the Flash character. Uh, the the humanity, the heart. Barry Allen, the you know the the most heart he ever had was outracing time to beat the anti-monitor and his death scene. That was like the biggest thing that I can say that in terms of like him having character development, Wally West has all of that. And so like, I know they called him Barry, but he was really Wally, but he was the emotional focus. And I, I love the scenes where he was, he went to prison and he was talking to his dad. I liked the t- dog walking scenes. I, I, I really love the end where he outraced his time in order to save the entire Justice League. Uh, you know, even with a big gash in his, in his side, like it was super moving for me, Chad. Yeah. So my basic thoughts on the flash, he's the one person who's casting. I didn't like, and I think he runs dumb, which is tough for the flash. That, yeah, that's, They can't do quick. It is. It's like he's swimming or... uh, Right. So, now I can be the cranky curmudgeon. Everything J.A. said, I totally disagree with, and here's why. First, we talked about how this movie's four hours long. I'm going to keep going back to that. But the problem is, since they decided to take so many shortcuts, this movie wasn't a Justice League movie. It was, here's a quarter of a Flash movie. Here's a quarter of a Cyborg movie. Sure, it was neat to watch those scenes play out, but they wanted to give each character their moment to shine. Aquaman gets his 10-minute song under the sea. Wonder Woman gets all the mascara stuff. But there was so much of that stuff that just needed streamlined. As a result, because everything's happening sort of in these flashbacks, a lot of the characterization, when they get to actually be the Justice League, it isn't earned. Like, Wonder Woman hasn't spent enough time to, with Superman to be like, kal you're the last son of Krypton and a really great guy. No, oh, they had, like, two conversations, and <laughs> then he died! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everything is so rushed and smashed together that, like, these people, th- th- there's no time for them to gel. There's no time for them to become a team. Everything just felt forced. And when there were moments where, like, Barry Allen gets shot and the Speed Force heals him, is that a thing? <laughs> It was like, oh, I gotta gotta wait for that to heal me up. The bullshit. It's literally no, bullshit. I got I, I bought that. I mean, come on, he just reversed time on his wound. It was fine. You know, but you know, you bring up a good point though, Chad. And and, and this was one thing I was thinking of. I think that the folks that enjoyed this movie, I think that they come at this movie saying, like, I've been a DC fan for X number of years. I've read all of this stuff in DC Comics, so I have the backstory. Like I have it internally somewhere here, and so when I'm seeing this stuff on screen, I'm like, oh my god, I remember when that happened in that comic. I remember the death of Superman. I remember the return of Superman. I remember how Superman and Batman fought, and how they're all good friends, and they're the Trinity and all this other stuff, because I read all these comics. But in the actual movie... None of that happens. So unless you know all this stuff from the comic books, you don't get that. And it's unlike the MCU, where they actually build things up and you don't even have to read. It's nice if you read the comics. It's kind of like an Easter egg for you a little bit, but everything's explained throughout. It's it's amazing how they put out one Superman movie and immediately kill him and then bring him back to life. When in, in comic books, that happened over, what, 75 years Like, like Metropolis is so in love with Superman. They've seen him like twice. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like some people have come out and said, this is the dawn of the DC universe. This is the universe before they had superheroes, right? Well, then why does anybody care about any of these people? We, the fans that enjoy this, they care because they have actually read comic books for a long time. So they care about these characters. But like, it's not earned to your point. It's only earned because of what you bring to the table before you watch this movie. J.A.? Yeah, I I can see your point on
2: that. And I can concede that I always felt a bit off that Wonder Woman is standing there. He doesn't know who he is. Kyle, reach out with your feelings. (laughs)
1: Yeah, how does she
2: even know? (laughs) She met him when the rest of the world met him. Because Man of Steel, no one knows Superman exists until the aliens come. So it's not like he was flying around saving people.
1: Yeah, like, what does he have, like, two weeks between Man of Steel and, like, Dawn of Justice or whatever? Like, and maybe he's very busy during that two or three months. But, like, to put then a statue up and say he's our hero? You're right, I don't really buy it. He did save the Earth from, you know, being terraformed and
2: destroyed, so... I
1: guess, but he killed all those people and made Batman mad. Well. (laughs) All right, well, Well, the the point. We're not here to, again... To belabor those particular kind of glaring aspects, time, focus, yeah, we get it. Like, those are still big issues with this. Uh, A a good thing that I enjoyed, I'll just throw it out here, I really liked the action scenes. Yeah, they were overblown. Yeah, they were like, here's these slow motion, like, Tokyo drifting Batmobiles and, and stuff like that. But it was still cool. Like I won't lie, like Zack Snyder knows how to make a cool image on screen, and you're like, yeah, that's a kind of a neat image. Like if I saw that in a comic book, I'd be like, oh my god, that's some neat art there. Sometimes it's a bit too
2: much. Sometimes he's a bit, he goes a bit Rob Liefeld (laughs) on the uh, on the slow mo stuff. But I will say, what I appreciated was that it had a consistent tone. Uh, I always felt that the the last fight. And the old version and the theatrical version didn't fit with some of the other parts. And and we know why, of course, because it was brought in and they redid it and and they recolored it. And it was just turned out to be too CGI. That purple shit going everywhere, that pink stuff, whatever they had, I hated that. I liked this ending fight much better because of the consistent tone. You know, say what you will about the Josh Whedon edits, but I felt that the Zack Snyder stuff, at least, was much more consistent. Especially when you consider it, the third part of the trilogy that started out with Man of Steel and then Dawn of Justice, you know, it, it got
1: just it worked better. Right, and as the resident Rob Liefeld fan, this is the part where I'll be complimentary to Zack Snyder. He's very good with the visuals. He's very good with those action scenes, much like Rob Liefeld. They don't have feet, so if you look below the ankles, there's nothing there. <laughs> but he has a style, and I, you know, I will give the guy his style. But uh, my and there's where my negative Nelly comes in. Unfortunately, it's an after effect of his style. Is he's trying so hard to be cool all the time, and his visuals very cool. His script utter bags of shit. And so, and you can tell in the dialogue, he's trying too hard to be cool and things like these capes come back or like all sorts of dumb dipshit dialogue. <laughs> it doesn't belong in a superhero movie with it's also trying to sell under But like if his script was as cool as his dialogue, this would have been a much better movie. But the visuals, the visuals were great. And that's where the fun in a Zack Snyder movie is in those visuals, in those shots. In the look, how wet Aquaman is. And speaking of Aquaman, I did love the hair again. Like, there's something about that Aquaman hair. Everybody, it, all the Atlanteans, they all have great hair. The hair effects to underwater, just great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> everybody uses Pantene three times a day. It's wonderful. No, but no. One of my favorite parts, actually, other than the final battle scene, I really like the flashback battle where Darkseid first came to Earth, and there was just like. Rando jabroni superheroes that like nobody knew like oh, yeah. lightning Zeus dude Zeus and Ares was Green that Lantern. Zeus with the beard like looking all yes. like uh, like King Leonidas like he was like oh I've got I'm King Leonidas but I've got lightning powers what about um who is who is Axe guy was Axe guy Ares Ares, Ares. okay
2: you know and and this is to your point where you if you're a DC fanboy you know some of these things that if you're not they haven't set it up or built it up i mean you know seeing zeus and Ares, that's where diana comes from that's wonder woman is part made from zeus right she's the blood of zeus yeah and
1: clay that's true Some i don't know i would have rather seen some actual new gods show up there like i, I, I that's just me like maybe they they showed up to fight oh, oh, you know, Dark Darkseed. Seed's a new god
0: he yeah, but the, yeah, other yeah ones, but the other like
1: ones high, like high father <laughs> or Orion, Orion, I would have loved yeah. to seen Orion. I would have loved to see Mr. Miracle. Those were opportunities there, missed. Where was Mr. Miracle in this? Just like the veggie tray, yeah. just completely forgotten about. Give me a bargain. <laughs> Oh, I would love a Yes, see, they they had an opportunity to throw those ones in, especially during that first battle. They can be like, and some other folks came to help the Earthlings in their battle against Darkseid in those ye olden days. And there's Barda and Mr. But it was a neat scene it was a neat scene and i I won't lie i got goosebumps when at the end with the just the justice league like lined up and they were all like yeah we're we're all tough i was like that's cool that's a nice image i like that but then they blew it because they added that (laughs) coda yeah i'd like to talk about that but
2: first yay or nay on the black superman costume
1: yay I like the black Superman costume. I like when he came back with that act in the return of Superman, he had the long hair and the, and the mullet and, and stuff. That was great stuff. Yeah. I like. But in the comic that had a purpose. Um, so I'm going to say nay,
0: mm. but a
1: contingent nay. And my final points, I'm going to bring up that black Superman costume. But I think at the end of the day, like my Superman is red and blue. point, It
2: did have a, a reason for it in the comic that was not present in the film something else that hasn't been seen in the comic that was present in the film for no other reason as tease us with what could have been because they're not making a justice league two or justice league three is the coda that you just mentioned the epilogue where we see uh the final sort of fully fleshed out nightmare vision that's nightmare with the k vision of the future post dark side coming to earth and turning superman with the uh anti-life equation
1: yeah I, that was just confusing for me and and i'll be i'll be honest I, i'm one of these guys it's kind of sick and tired of yeah superman's white bread but like i'm not really for making superman to be out of, to be a dick <gasps> like anytime you just like you that's all you're that, that's what you keep on going to is like oh i'm just gonna make superman a really bad guy I don't care. I don't, like, that's like, that's defeating the purpose of having Superman. It's like making Jesus a bad guy. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, it's Superman. Like, it's it's everything that's supposed to be good. You're making him out to be the bad guy. For no other reason than he's a super powerful bad guy, then? I, I, I don't know. I'll give you that. And Batman and Joker on the same team? Like, no. 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 just now maybe maybe him and Slade. Slade. i could see that but like with the joker stuff he's like you say one more thing and you're gonna be in big trouble and the joker says like seven things and he's like thing you say you're gonna be in big trouble wait wait a second you're gonna be putting time out i'm gonna yeah. take away your xbox if you say <laughs>
0: and
1: then he says three more things like ah, i'm just- Ah, eat your vegetables, Joker. Watch me not eat my vegetables, Batman. You need me on that wall. Uh, it's, no, I, I. It just came out of. I, I don't know. Like I didn't like it at all. Like I would have just done like Martian Manhunter. Even that was kind of random. Like Martian Manhunter showing up at Bruce Wayne's house, I was just like, it, and that was cool. And but he's been around since since Man of Steel. Why
2: didn't he, like, show up earlier and help out with any of this stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is true. Yeah.
1: He was too busy with his government job. He's, he's like, hold me. on. I want to join your team now that the crisis has is, is passed. He's a bandwagoner. Like, that's all he is. He's coming on when everything's like, he's like, yeah, now I can be a fan of the Justice League. Because everybody else is. I've always been a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. What are you talking
2: about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to go back to the the nightmare future bit. What I didn't like about it is some of that stuff they reshot. They shot specifically because they were going to release it for this Snyder cut. The problem I have is when they shot a lot of that stuff originally and and all these nightmare flash forward bits that were in Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, you were building up to something. Because at that point, Zack Snyder was going to put out Justice League 2, Justice League 3. And that's what those two movies were going to really deal with. You're giving fans, well, this is what it would have been if they hadn't fired me. It's a giant F- you to the fans. Yeah, I would have loved to see a whole movie where you know, basically, it's Darkseid comes down and Batman turns bad and Lois Lane dies and all this thing goes to hell and it's it's this horrible future. It's 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 what you love. It's future apocalyptic stuff, right? Yeah. And then it's the whole. Obviously, the plot revolves around. Batman building the treadmill t- so that Flash can go back in time and try to change things and then, you know, somehow they undo what has been done. And that's that's gonna, that would probably be Justice League 3, but we never see that all. So why are you teasing that? Is that just like a
1: big fu you to everyone? No, no, it's not that. It's the, it's the fact that, like, for the last, like, six years, all we've had to hear about is, like, release the Snyder Cut. Now we're gonna hear... Release Justice League 2, why don't you do it? Mortar Brothers will never give Zack Snyder his his moment in the sun, even though we gave him four hours. He's like, release his rest of his vision. And it's just it's, it's just to keep that wheel moving. I don't know. You gotta <laughs> Hamsters gotta jump on a wheel and they gotta keep going. Release it now. As long as that wheel can turn back time, it's all good. (laughs) That's right. If the Flash can just wail his arms about, (laughs) like McGill a gorilla turn back time. Although I I thought he was the center point of this movie, I did like the way that uh, Quicksilver moved through time in some of the X-Men movies. That interpretation of fast-moving speed, as opposed to whatever he was doing air swimming (laughs) but to jay's point like you have hindsight now it's been four years since the movie was supposed to have come out and you're reshooting things you think zack snyder would have used some of that hindsight no no he thought this would look real cool so he wanted to do it it doesn't matter if there's no purpose it doesn't matter if it's a bridge to nowhere it looked real cool and got batman got to wear the the dust the dust jacket and the goggles again it's like yeah (laughs) <laughs> Let's do it. Let's have Joker make some sexy jokes. Let's bring it on. Didn't he look a lot like his his interpretation of Night Owl at times, too? Like, he's just like, every time he put on the goggles, I'm just like, is that Night Owl? Or is that Batman? Is that Night Owl?
0: Al- both. It's both.
1: Any case, uh, we'll be right back with more of the last comic shop right after these messages. We got our ratings for Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. So stay tuned for that. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Arkham Asylum game is all about. Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were. Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics
2: and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
0: Hey all I'm Frank. Join me and my friends as we talk about all things geek. Here at Geek Freaks Podcast, we go over the weekly news of everything in geekdom, from movies to TV, to video games, and comic books. We also have a growing YouTube community. Join us as we go over everything in your geek life and share in the love of geekdom.
1: All right, we're back with more of the last comic shop, and it is now time for our ratings, where we discuss what we liked and disliked about Justice League: The Zack Snyder Cut one more time, except also add some sort of number value to those thoughts, because that makes it much more official. At least that's what we've heard. That's what that's what real critics do. And guess what? We're not those. We're just just a bunch of jabronis that get her crown around a mic and you listen to once in a while when you're driving to work. Yeah, but we keep a chart. Yes, we do. We put put the data in numerical form, and it's on a chart somewhere, so don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Chad always likes to do those for like anniversary shows where we bring out our chart and we talk to our fans and we recap what we've done and what the best ratings were. What, what are, what our overall average was for the kids <laughs> love data analysis. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, but did the, the, the kids love justice league, the Zack Snyder's cut. We'll see. J a, what is our one out of four rating scale for this bonus
2: show? Though I figure we'd never, no one's going to give it a four, so it's going to be mother boxes.
1: <laughs> Unless you count Lois. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll so we're going to start off with JA, who I think is might be our most positive review. Uh, so JA, how many mother boxes are you giving this sucker? Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, three. Three mother boxes. I felt they could have
2: edited some of the scenes down a little bit. You know, I didn't need to see ten minutes of Alfred making tea. Early on, as you said, the first two mother boxes were kind of MacGuffins. They could have edited those down a bit. I think there's probably 60 minutes of, of padding. They could have gotten rid of and not lose a lot. But I appreciated that it was a consistent tone throughout. I didn't like a lot of the Josh Whedon edits, I felt that it, it the characters were confused in that one, because sometimes they were being all hard and serious, and then other times they were being very quippy and Avengers-like, uh, and this get-rid-of-all of the quippy Avengers-like stuff. So Flash comes off as, you know, the humor works, but it's not forced. If you look at Steppenwolf, I thought they did a lot better job on his creature design and one costume. One
1: word! And He's so edgy, he has about six million more edges. He's the last guy that should invest in a waterbed. I'll just say that. It did, it did look a bit like the, the Destroyer from the first Thor movie. Oh, uh, yes. Know. I'm glad but, somebody pulled uh, that out because that's the right. first thing I thought of. I was like, that's, that's the Destroyer from Thor
2: anyways. But he was just more menacing, and I like the way he died in this one rather than, oh, they're turning on you because of your fear they smell fear thing kind of a big plot hole point we didn't talk about at all is if dark side knew that they left the three mother boxes on earth why didn't they just come back to
1: earth earlier to find them i think somewhere i read that he forgot (laughs) they're like Stepan, no i'm being serious Stepan will found the planet that like it had been erased from his memory or something or yeah i mean i mean he did have a big giant axe in the middle of his chest when he left the place maybe i don't yeah. know does it really matter no, nothing else makes sense who cares okay all right chad how many mother boxes are you giving me? okay so i i need to preface this the whole Zack snyder thing for me it, it's like ordering a steak well done ah. now don't get me wrong i love a good steak and a lot of times I think the people that order their steaks well done are monsters. But sometimes things are going to happen, and you're going to get your steak well done. You're still getting steak, and there are lots of people that that appeals to. That that's not me. you know. So this movie is made for other folks. Uh, and I get that. I understand that. And this is a better movie overall, for sure, than the Joss Whedon Justice League, which in my mind, I, I enjoyed it while I was in the theater, but ultimately it was pretty forgettable. But I think this is an improvement on that for sure. And it's still steak. There's still fun moments. There's still cool action scenes. There's still that style. Like I said, it's not for me because it's so violent and over the top. I don't know if you wanted to bring a sense of realism to a movie with people who fly around in their underpants. And like, But like Wonder Woman blows out an entire level of a building to kill a guy. Yeah. And then turns to a little girl. She's like, I wanna be just like you someday. She's like, You can do whatever you want, honey. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not cool. Like and, and so many of these characters are like hashtag not my characters, not my superman, not my Batman. That for me I honestly have to pretend that there's something else. Like you know how you read comics and there's that janky Justice League analogue. Yeah. It, Like that's what I have to pretend these characters are because you know the injustice Zack Snyder versions they're they're not mine. But for the people that like this stuff, if you're not as concerned about the cohesion of the plot, but you love those visuals, and trust me, I'm there in other areas sometimes. I already mentioned I'm a Rob Liefeld fan. Like I get it. This is for a lot of, and so I just wish the guy didn't try to include every idea that he thought was cool under the sun. He needs someone there to be like, hey Zach. That's a great idea. You don't have to have it in this movie. Let's try to keep it under three hours. Maybe shoot for two so you could make this commercially successful. And like that was just the hardest part for me was the four-hour-long length. And the fact that I couldn't watch it with my kids. Like, yeah. As a dad, I don't have a lot of time. And it was real funny because the first night I tried to watch the movie, it was a comedy of errors in my house. My wife was sick, so she couldn't get the kids to bed. I was trying. I'm real bad at that all the time. So fast forward to 11 o'clock after me trying to get the kids to bed for like two hours. My three-year-old comes down the stairs and I'm like, oh, I just want to watch a four-hour-long movie. (laughs) And uh, she curls up on my lap and I'm like, hey, sweetie, you should probably go to bed. Daddy's watching a movie and it's going to be pretty scary. And my daughter's like, you don't have to be scared, Daddy. I'm here with you. (laughs) And it's like, oh, but I don't want you to see Wonder Woman decapitating Steppenwolf. But uh, at the end of the day, if, if this is your jam, if you're a well-done steak fan, I could definitely see this appealing. For the folks that wanted and asked for the Snyder Cut, they got what they wanted in spades. So many spades. Four hours worth of spades. And four million edges on Steppenwolf's costume. I'm going to give it three mother boxes. Wow! Wow, you know what? Here I am, coming into this show saying I'm conflicted. There were parts of this movie that I liked. There were parts of this movie that I didn't like. And, but at the end of the day, I'm coming in here and I'm going to give it the lowest grade at two. This is a two mother box movie. And that that's average. Like, it's an average movie. And, you know, it could have been three if he wouldn't have put Hallelujah at the end of the I Because I was like... Does he just like this? Does he get extra royalties every time Leonard Cohen songs are played? Because every time I hear this, all I can think of is that cringeworthy scene from Watchmen where I had to watch Silk's, Silk Spectre and Nighthawk have sex in a chair. And like, I don't know, I, I just, I didn't need to see it. And I didn't need that in the end of the book movie either. I was just like, all right, whatever. Uh, so I was going to give it, I was going to give it three. And then that happened. I actually, honestly, it was because of the end. Like I was going to give it a three. And then that whole coda thing happened. And to Jay's point, I don't know why it happened. And it just kind of ruined the movie for me. I'm like, I don't care. There, is there going to be a Justice League two? Is this going to matter? This is just confusing. This is real fan wink. This is just like something that, again, can just bring Zack Snyder fans out of the woodwork to say, Oh, that's why we should get the next movie. It's going to explain everything more. And you're going to finally understand his vision if you get the next movie, too. Like, sign here on the dotted line, you can get it. It's like selling me a timeshare. Like, I, I, at some point, somebody's going to just say, oh, No, 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 you got enough. You got four hours to make a movie, and you did some great things. I like Cyborg. I thought he was an interesting character. I really, really liked the Flash. Batman, didn't care. Wonder Woman, really didn't care. Aquaman, eh, actually not bad at times. Like, Aquaman was kind of neat. Like, I get that, being a, a drunk rascal. Like, eh, that's that's me to a T sometimes. Superman, though, again, at some point, you just got to give me a nice Superman. Like, my favorite scenes with Superman were, like, him taking the axe, you know, from Wolf and saying not impressed. I was like, okay, that's a Superman I can get behind. The other one was when, like, at the end when he was actually nice and thanking Bruce for getting his farm back. He's like, yeah, I bought the bank. I was like, oh, that's a nice little moment. I like that. That's cute. Where's, yeah. that? where's that? Where's that Justice League? Where's them being friends and pals and buddies? And being you know, Bruce he- could have just paid off that loan. He didn't have to buy the whole bank. That's right. But it was funny that they did that. Those, th- I, saw, I don't know, two, two great action sequences, way too long. And uh, again, there only needed to be one mother box. Could have shaved half an hour right there. So, any case, what you're not going to shave is recommendations out of our show, because we're always going to give them to you on The Last Comic Shop. Other things that you can check out on, I guess, is HBO Max, at least for me. Like, my my recommendation's coming out of HBO Max, and it's a better version of the Justice League, for sure. But I'm not going to give mine right away. We're going to start off with Chad. Chad, what is your recommendation for this particular program? Okay. You like Batfleck? Which I do. I think the, the casting in this movie is so good. I would have loved someone who made the movie that I wanted to see work with this cast. But Ben Affleck, you may or may not know, had appeared in another superhero movie a few years back. I remember it was Valentine's Day when I took my wife to see it. It was, I think, 2003's Daredevil, which was a train wreck. It was not so good. I mean, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it at the time. It was not a great movie. But years later, they released the director's cut of Daredevil. And it takes that Daredevil movie and it accentuates the good parts. I mean, you had Michael Clark Duncan as the kingpin. He was badass. You had Ben Affleck as Daredevil. He was really great. And in this director's cut version, which I don't know if it's on Disney Plus yet, you might have to track it down to like a, a used video store. I don't know. It's in that limbo. I don't know where it's streaming. But uh, it has 100% more Coolio. Effect, oh, yeah. It makes the movie 100% more Coolio. Check out the Daredevil director's cut. It's a much better movie. On uh, uh, right. first go-round. Uh, J.A., what's your recommendation? If you like long movies, I could recommend the
2: seven-hour War and Peace by Sergei Bondarchuk out of the 1960s in the Soviet Union. A classic. Won all the awards. But uh, I'm guessing not many people are going to want to watch all four parts of that. So I recommend, and actually it's one for me as well, the rogue cut of x-men days of future past X-Men. Uh, what this does is restore all the scenes of rogue and and the beloved anna paquin into days of future past uh, she didn't make it to the theatrical cut but the rogue cut is considered by many to be the definitive version of x-men days of future past one could argue the last good x-men movie yeah, yeah it
1: was the last one i enjoyed for sure right Right. I, I, I got to say, it's probably it's probably the second best one. Like, I think X2 and then that one, because I don't really think of Logan as an X-Men movie like Logan's something else, I guess. But like, yeah. And I don't think of the Deadpools either. But it's like it's like X2 and then Days of Future Past and then everything else is like meh you know whatever but yeah I, that's one i've never seen so like yeah maybe i'll have to track that one down too yeah i mean it's the last one with the original cast
2: i agree with you much better uh, i would probably put the x2 days of future past then the first x-men and, and the rest i mean you know
1: i liked first class that was fun oh first class okay well first class it's okay yeah it, <laughs> yeah no you're right Andy what you got Yeah so my recommendation is again I think a much better version of the Justice League That you can find on HBO Max Right now and that is the Timverse version of the Justice League For those folks that grew up In the late 90s early 2000s We were honored to have Bruce Tim who had created Batman the animated series That created a terrific Superman show Which is again finally on HBO Max As well He put all those characters together and he gave us a Justice League show. Uh, But more to the point, if you've ever watched the second series, which was called Justice League Unlimited, my God, is that a tremendous, tremendous series. Because basically, they kind of allow you to move beyond the focal members of the justice league the beyond batman beyond superman beyond wonder woman and you get into some tertiary characters there's a great episode with mr miracle uh there's a great episode where wonder woman gets turned into a pig and then batman has to sing as a lounge singer in order to get cersei to cry or something so that you reverse the curse the greatest thing about justice league unlimited too is a lot of the episodes were written by one of my favorite comic book writers, which is J.M. DeMatteis. He wrote a lot of the scripts for that particular show, and you can tell his episodes have a lot of heart, they have a lot of humor. They they have a lot of great characterization to them, and there's a really neat storyline moving on underneath all of those episodes, where the Legion of Doom with Grod <laughs> and and Black Manta and Lex Luthor they're all like secretly building their their supervillain team to fight the Justice League, and uh, it's just great and it's available on uh, hbo max right now so go out there and watch justice league and then watch justice league unlimited it's it's a much better version than the Zack snyder one i'll say that much that actually that it falls into my zone where i was kind of not paying attention to superhero stuff and so i've never watched either of the justice league shows It's definitely on my list i have to get around to that sooner rather than later yeah, can't recommend it enough And I also can't recommend getting out to our website www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com It is our fantastic place where you can rate, review, and subscribe To all of our terrific podcast episodes Including some of the ones that we just put out Like, But earlier this week we did a our, our review of Invincible Which is still available You should go check out that episode Because again, Invincible is dropping today as well So next week we've got Ten of Swords Finally, we're talking about Jonathan Hickman and more X-Men Man. And graphs and charts. So rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, YouTube, uh, Castbox, uh, Amazon Podcasts—all those great places. And also, JA, what else can they find out on our website every single day? They can find merch. And
2: special this week is black costume merch. So,
1: if you need if you want, right. if you yeah. like your merch monochrome come to our shop we don't even need a reason did you get to say what was your your thing Chad about the black costume at all oh yeah 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 so the whole thing about the black costume that's when you get that steak well done and you're like why is this part all black <laughs> oh, whatever they burned it that's what I was looking for that's what people want out of the Snyder cut they want your <laughs> Superman burnt a nice burnt umber a nice black costume. Maybe some peppercorns in there. It's what the people want. Uh, what else do the folks want in terms of getting making sure that they can get Justice League related comic books? Chad, there you go. Well, since we are the last comic shop podcast, it's always nice to note that we are probably not the last comic shop. You can find a local comic shop using the www.comicshoplocator.com. And find all those great Justice League stories. Find those DVDs of the Justice League cartoon. Uh, Find some pretty awesome stuff and support those local businesses. Yeah, I, I actually used it just last week. I was traveling a little bit. I was down in Charlotte, North Carolina. My wife looked at me and said, where is there a comic book shop nearby? Maybe you could spend an hour there to get out of my hair. And I said, ah! You know what comic found my comic shop right there uh, heroes aren't hard to find out there in charlotte north carolina so if you're in the charlotte north carolina area that's a great shop to check out and uh, make sure that you always check us out every week i'm the host with most andy larson i was joined by chad smith and J A scott hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and until next time stay safe stay sheltered and most of all keep the faith because it's a very powerful thing more powerful than, I don't know, Mecha Bat Armor or anything else. As long as you got the faith, brother, you're going to always pull through. Because <laughs> you got to have faith
0: above, above Batman.
1: So
2: bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Last Comic Shop was a 2021 Black Angus production.